So, Jerry, can you tell me when you were in Maynooth, what was it like? I suppose, first of all, I mean, I spent five years there and we had five, I had five excellent years there where you were challenged uh, both spiritually, formation-wise and, and intellectually. And there was a very strong mix of, of, of study, spirituality, participation in, in, in different activities around pastoral work along with sport or music for those who were musically inclined. Um, and for me, you know, I mean, I had five very positive years there. Um, I never regretted going nor leaving. Um, and the deans and professors I studied under were, were very genuine people. And in particular, you know, they were, I suppose, driven by allowing for you to become the best person you can be, but equally to be to be a priest. And, and for me, even though you may disagree with them at the time about issues surrounding formation or teachings of the church, um, I do believe that they were people who were interested in developing and educating young men to be good priests. I'm sorry, why did you leave? Well, in my case, it was a question of celibacy and sexuality were the reasons. And I suppose there's no secret now, given as, a, as, a, as an okay person, that it was an issue that it did, you know, have an issue with me in terms of my, my, my calling to be a priest. Man. And I would still pray, I would go to Mass, I would have a, a great faith and great belief. Um, I, my my, my, my Faith hasn't been changed, but my stance on the church and its role and its standing has definitely diminished in my mind, given the, the lack of leadership we've seen around many different issues in regarding the protection of young people in terms of you know child abuse, in terms of teachings around LGBT. Um, and I just think that it's a missed opportunity that we've had. And what do you think of this um, idea then that there are a lot of priests who are gay? Do you think that's okay well, once they're not active, or do you think? Well, I think therein lies the heart for me of, of what the issue is in this case. It's not about what's happening or what's not happening. It's about the issue of how the church uses itself around its sex teachings and sexuality or celibacy. And I think that this is an opportunity missed that we could have, you know, a public uh, discussion and how we, we look at whether men are, who are studying are heterosexual or are gay or women who are the same. You know, in terms of religious life, it's about how the model of church is not working. And we've had a failed model of church. The vocations have declined. Priests are swapping and sharing parishes. And there's a need to change the model and delivery of church. And I would just think that the viewpoint now is that it should be a model that has been, that should be cast aside and that we should look at how a person of faith who is gay or straight whichever you want to say, can play a participatory role in an ordained way, like perhaps the Church of Ireland can do. Uh, and you look at the model of church exposed by Bishop Colton and Cork and Ross, and you would say it's a far healthier, far better church model than you see in the Catholic Church. It, it just saddens me that we, we've missed, under the leadership of the present regime in the Church in Ireland, an opportunity to, to, to tackle the real issue around celibacy, around formation, around LGBT people uh, and, and the ordination of men and women. So it seems to be that the row in Minute then is about traditionalists who say that a priest should be the living embodiment of Christ versus a more liberal approach where they're saying, look, you know what, it's not about being super holy, that there should be an emphasis on being at one with the people and with your parishioners and being a pastor. And so to that end, there was a kind of a turning of a blind eye 
to maybe the homosexuals who still wanted to be priests. You know, they were happy to do that. And the conservatives were feeling this isn't fair. We're the ones being taken aside and being kicked out for being too theologically rigid while the gay guys are are getting the pass and they're being let in. What's your view of that debate? But the church is about the people of God and where the people of God are at. Um, and they're found in, you know, come back to the old cliche of, of De Valera's comely maidens at the crossroads. They're found in every part of, on every walk of life. And for an inclusive church, and a church that embodies the real message of Jesus, to love one another, to treat people the way you want to be treated yourself, then I believe that there's been a failure to embrace all people, irrespective of who they are, whether they're conservative or liberal, gay or straight. And that's why I think this is an opportunity that we should look at as a church in Ireland to embrace how we can make our church more relevant and not just to consign the the, the whole ill of the church to a consumer society where we're driven by consumerism. It's not quite like that because many of us who are spiritual and many people, you know, whether they're married with kids or married uh, as gay people today, are spiritual, want to play a part in their church, in some cases do, through choir, through liturgy, through different activities, uh, but there's a group that are excluded. And that's not a model of church that I think can work. Pope Francis, in his language, has reached out, has reached out to divorced people um, and has reached out to, to, to people who are gay. But the next level is, is to build on that and to work a different type of model. The model of church that we follow in Ireland has failed um, and, and it hasn't worked because vocations are declining. Uh, priests are, are, are now traversing a number of parishes in many parts of the country. Mass schedules have been changed to accommodate, you know, different types of model of parish. But isn't the church more inclusive and more embracive when it embodies all of us in society and all strands of society? And there's a room, there's a role for liberals, a role for conservatives. Uh, and, and I don't see any reason why that can't be extended and changed. Do you have any hope that that could be changed, that we would end up with married priests and openly gay priests and therefore make it a wider, more inclusive church? Can that happen? I had hoped we would have under Pope Francis, but he seems to have regressed this more. But, you know, I mean, we can't allow a church to be protective and to be, you know, secretive anymore. We saw what happened in our country in the past when that was allowed to happen. And that consumed the church and that consumed those in leadership to protect and to preserve and to, 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 to be secretive. Today, we have a different church. It's a model of church that is changing and evolving. There's more laity involved. There's more participation by, by young people and by people who want to be part of a spiritually driven church and a church that is based upon the word of God and the, the gospels, uh, which I think are the ones we should be looking at, not perhaps the Old Testament. You know, I mean, yesterday was the, or sorry, on, on Thursday was the was the, the, the feast day of St. John Vianney. You know, last Sunday we had the book of Kohelet, all is vanity, vanity of vanities. Mm. So, you know, as those of, us who, those of us who pray and who are spiritual and who want to see our church and who are anti-church, uh, this is an opportunity that we should perhaps reflect upon rather than looking at what the issue is being portrayed about a dating app or about whatever in a, in a seminary. It's much more than that. It's about how we can make our church an important element of virus society. And I'm not anti-church. I'm not anti-anybody who's trying to do their best. What I want to see happen is an inclusive and embracive church, one that I witness in, in, in the Diocese of Cork and Ross by the priests that I meet, past pupils or past uh, classmates of mine, one of whom was, it was announced as the Bishop of Killaloo to speak Fintan Monaghan, a very decent, honourable man, and I want to wish him well. You know, so I pray for a church that's inclusive, that's welcoming and accepting, uh, but one that's open and transparent and open to change. And I do hope that happens 
what will happen with the present regime. Uh, and, you know, I, 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 I'm not quite sure what's happening in terms of how we, we, we look at the church in Ireland, but maybe it's time that we had another, you know, national gathering of people interested in faith to see how we can make that happen.